0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'm excited to have Tom Crane on our show we're going to be talking about his book the heart of coaching and his coaching practice you know for 17 years and seven versions of transformational coaching has created a high performance coaching culture and the heart of coaching presents a powerful process of transformational coaching as a comprehensive and systematic way to plan organize and conduct coaching conversations within your firm so i'm excited to have tom on the show today if you listen to us as a as a podcast, maybe you listen to us from iTunes. It's a very popular platform that people listen to Critical Mass Radio Show off of. I'd like to ask you, if you to do me a favor and take a minute and write a positive or write a review about our radio show. This is a very powerful way for you to help us reach more audience. Business executives, it will make our show much more prominent and easy to find when people search for topics like ours. You know, since we started our radio program in 2009, we've reached over 170,000 listeners with our podcast and i appreciate any help you can give us to reach even more in the coming years all right tom as i said uh we're going to be talking about your book and your practice the heart of coaching um i'd like to start off by asking you to share a little bit about the concept behind transformational coaching
2: rick i am glad to it's nice to join you today Well, the main idea here is that uh, people, when they work together in any kind of a work setting, whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit, small, big, large, whatever, they have a need to be able to share feedback with one another because your colleague, what they do and say, affects you. So the main thesis is let's give people a communication tool they can use to better share feedback. As you think about organizations that you may have worked in, maybe the listeners are thinking about where they work now or someplace they worked before, very often, it's difficult to share feedback directly with somebody because you don't want to upset them. You want to. You don't want to say the wrong thing. It's easy to get people irritated. It's easier, often, just to walk around it and you know let the whole let, let the whole situation stay the way it is. And it doesn't help people become productive. It doesn't help build trust. All kinds of downsides of not being able to share feedback. So the idea. Uh, the, the principal idea in the book is here's a way to share feedback between people who work together.
1: And that's one of the, uh, so uh, I first came across Tom in San Diego. He was speaking at a conference that I uh, was an attendee for, and he presented the concepts of that are in his fourth edition, The Heart of Coaching. And one of the things that I found interesting is the work that you do. You do several different approaches with your practice, but uh, one of them, as I understand it, Tom, is that you actually help, companies to bring this coaching concept into their culture where they are doing it as a part of their company, uh, and it becomes kind of self-fulfilling within the organization. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, A lot of people are very familiar now with the term coaching, uh, and more often often than not, Rick, means you hire a coach, you work with a coach, they're the coach, they've got that role, you're their coachee. you're their client, if you will. right. And you know, we think of it either as athletic coaching or hiring a coach to work with you if you're in a business setting. Well, I think it's t- we can we can move the ball down the field and advance that into the idea that if we had a, a, a team of ten people, uh, we all reported to one of the ma- one of the person who's the manager. Nine of us are his, his or her direct reports. We could have coaching flow between us as peers. It could flow up to our boss and then down from a boss to us. So we create a coaching culture in that work setting. Um, which is just a really practical way to think about opening up communication so we can do a better job together.
1: One of the key uh, points of your, pro- of your program, your process, that I took away from your talk and from your book is that the feedback loop is a critical element to kind of building the momentum and, and helping the coaching kind of take hold and go forward. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the importance of the feedback loop in the transformational coaching model?
2: Sure, I'd be glad to. I I would suppose that I'd frame it this way, Rick. I think it's the heart of the model. Uh, It's where we're encouraged to really be present, be focused with the person with whom we're with, and then be clear on the topic, any background or context that makes it important to talk about this thing right now, whatever this topic is. And then be able to have a dialogue back and forth. So it's really a dialogue-based model, Rick, where you're sharing feedback back and forth. If you wanted to have a coaching conversation with me about something, you might announce what the topic is, what you want to talk about. But then we very collaboratively, as partners, as colleagues, sit there and share back and forth. You, you might share first and say, well, Tom, I'm seeing this happen here. Here's an action I'm aware of or something I think I heard you do or say, and here's here's the ripple effect on the organization or maybe how it's affecting our customers. Uh, I might say, well, you know, thanks for sharing that. I had no idea. Here's how I see it. So we go back and forth. It's It's a way to share feedback back and forth without making anybody wrong, but to be explicit in describing a behavior or action and the impact of that. We, we train ourselves to be better listeners and be more empathetic and compassionate with people that we're sharing, you know, our hearts and our, our good intentions and all the great things we think we're doing. It's a great place to learn. So the whole feedback loop really is a learning conversation. And once we've had a good conversation there, it puts us in a better place. We're more able, we're more prepared to come up with, so what's next? That's kind of how the whole model is organized. Yeah.
1: And, and as you describe the feedback loop, um, yeah. you remind me of, of, of kind of what you were saying during your presentation as well, which is learning the dialogue that is proper and appropriate to have so that the conversation is productive is really an important part of the heart of coaching as well, right, Tom?
2: Yes, it really is. Uh, appropriate, uh, you know, we, we, <laughs> we want to be able to say things to our colleagues whom we wanted to have a conversation with. Uh, a heart-to-heart conversation where we're able to, you know, express our truth. We want to be able to say things in a way that the other person can hear it. So if my information for you is loaded with innuendo or blame or, uh, you know, I'm I'm, – uh, you know, holding you accountable for something and I talk about the problem and the way you screwed up and the way you did this and you know I shake my finger at you uh, at least parenthetically or with my emotions. Uh, it's hard for you to hear that. So the idea is to be open and sensitive to how we express ourselves, do it in a way that says, as, as clean and, as, and as, uh, as careful, as appropriate, I guess that's the word, the word appropriate, where it really fits, so that the other person can hear that. And then if you show respect and are, are respectful in the way you share your information, they share it back to you, the chances are that we can get together, get on the same page, have a comma, kind of a common understanding, begin to see something the same way. So, and when we can do that, we're we're better off to get everything else done.
1: Sorry, I'm talking with Tom Crane. We're talking about both his book, "The Heart of Coaching," which is in its fourth edition, as well as the model of transformational coaching that creates a high performance coaching culture. What was the inspiration for writing this book, Tom?
2: Well, um, that's interesting. I went back to my roots, I guess, in uh, as a, as a consultant, probably. 30 years ago, I started consulting with a company out of Long Beach, California that did culture change. They're still around today. When we did a culture change process, which was a leader led, top down process, the thing that seemed to have the biggest impact was when we showed them how to deliver feedback in a shorthand way, just basically share appreciation or sh- share a suggestion. I think you could be even more effective if and kind of complete the sentence. That little two-sentence structure, which I now refer to as coaching shorthand, transformed the leaders. They'd come back to the follow-up sessions that we were doing in this culture change process, and they would come back more engaged. They'd be more excited. They were opening up and building trust in the relationships. The colleagues that worked together as peers were doing the same thing. It was transformative. So I was so inspired to, you know, really, when I left and set up my own practice in 1995, uh, Crane Consulting, I became a student of the coaching process. I started to buy all the books I could find out there and rent videos and learn as much as I could, uh, b- because I knew that there was something really powerful about your ability and your willingness to sit down and have what we now call a coaching conversation, sharing feedback back and forth. Do you find it just you know led me to you know get this book, uh, which was published back in 1998 initially?
1: Sorry, Tom, but do do, do you find that? the younger workers in the workforce say the millennials in particular are are open and and excited about the idea of this coaching concept
2: absolutely as a matter of fact the research i have read on millennials and uh, the ones i've worked with inside organizations they are anxious to have feedback they want to have a developmental opportunity and they're smart enough to know they're not going to be able to develop themselves unless they get feedback from their colleagues and importantly feedback from their manager so it's incumbent upon managers to learn how to really get good at coaching, particularly when it comes to working with the with, with the millennial uh, generation. But it's key. It,
1: but what I what I think I heard you say earlier in the transformational coaching model and the coaching culture is that coaching is happening constantly and it's happening at, regardless of level. You know, there's maybe not a hierarchy here. So maybe the empowering thought that I had is that. If you teach uh, an, a millennial employee early in their career how to adopt this model and use it and they stay with you for a long, a long time, you actually you get the benefit of having many years of them practicing and developing and improving their skill in this area.
2: Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, truly in, a, in a, what what we call a coaching culture where coaching is a shared skill that everybody has access to, everybody uses, everybody is really kind of in charge of developing and helping everybody else improve. So you have a self-improvement methodology, if you will, becomes alive and well. People are sharing feedback to help people get better. And it just, you know, it's a self-fulfilling, uh, self-generating uh, process.
1: So let's talk about how transformational coaching can lead the way to developing a workplace culture of high performance. Can 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 you kind of take us through your experience in working with firms in that area?
2: Yeah, be glad to. Uh, uh, one one thing I might do is I've just got a few words here which are really captures the essence of the vision of what a co- co- coaching culture like this would be would would be like. Can I read that just briefly? Please do. Yeah, because I think it kind of sets the sets the tone. Here here it is. Uh, all members of the culture courageously engage in candid, respectful coaching conversations with one another unrestricted by reporting relationships about how they can improve their working relationships and their individual and team performance. Everyone's learned how to use feedback as a powerful learning tool to produce higher levels of accountability. That's a key that's a key element of any high-performing culture. Professional development, that's the idea of ongoing development. We'll develop one another as we go. High trust working relationships, those are so important. Continually improving job performance. And, of course, keeping the eye on ever-increasing customer satisfaction. That's the way all businesses stay in business. They are able to satisfy their customers. Yes. So those guiding words, usually when shared with a leadership team, which is how this work starts, if you ask them, if you read this, and we spend time looking at that when they work initially with the leadership team, is this compelling? Does this sound like that's the kind of culture you'd like to have, or, or move in that direction? So you're even more foursquare in the in the idea of having coaching become a predominant uh, shared communication practice. I've never had a leadership team say no. That's not important. <laughs> they will say this is extremely important to us. So then, what we do is we begin to unpack the toolkit. Uh, leaders go first. So it's a leader-led process. We want to have them go through and experience the tools so they have the language, common uh, methodologies. They have a shared experience together as a leadership team. And then they can become coaches for one another, which is something that many leadership teams just don't do. They're busy running their silo. They're part of the business. They're turf. Right. They don't really spend time kind of cross-pollinating ideas and building trust there and really becoming really truly collaborative with one another. So then, once that leadership team has had a chance to stick their toe in the water and say, "This is really helping us be better leaders," then we begin to cascade the process down by business unit, by function, by department, so that they can share this with next level managers on down, and so it's a cascading process uh, that, that that eventually infuses everybody with this these core skills, these key ways key ways to uh, to communicate with one another, and it just remarkably. Uh, opens up communication and trust.
1: Tom, it sounds like you used a couple words that I heard in there that I think larger companies maybe suffer from the you know a negative affliction of silos, and you use the word trust, which I think is really the foundation of a successful business and a strong culture is this shared trust factor. So we're talking with Tom Crane. We're talking about his book, The Heart of Coaching, as well as creating high-performance coaching cultures within the companies that read his book and, and hire him as a, as a consultant. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break here the last one here on critical mass radio show for today and when we come back i'm going to ask tom if he can provide some advice to our audience maybe to the ceos and business owners out there who feel like they would like to write a book maybe he can share some of the best practices for how he was able to successfully write and publish his book so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors (laughs)
0: Wow! Marketing predictions are out for 2015, and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Tom Crane is our guest. We're talking about his book, The Heart of Coaching. Uh, You know, to connect with me on LinkedIn, I am Richard Rick Franzi. CEO Peer Groups is my Twitter handle. And on your favorite podcasting software, type in Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll be able to get our weekly shows that stream live here on octalkradio.net. And, of course, don't miss our YouTube channel, Richard Franzi is the name of it. Our show has reached over 170,000 listeners with our podcast since we started in 2009. Hey Tom, before the, before the break I said I was going to ask you maybe to share some tips and tricks and secrets to of advice. A lot, I meet a lot of successful entrepreneurs and business owners who believe there's a book in them to write and I always try to be a positive force in helping them to take the first step towards writing that book. Any Any secrets you can share with our audience on how to successfully write and publish a book?
2: Well, yes, I can. Thank you. And Back in 1996 or 97, early that year, I had the idea to write a book. You know, I had the idea there's a book in me. Mm-hmm. And what I looked to was the things I had learned about in the culture change work I'd just been doing with this other company. And it was that coaching was a key to communications and trust and then performance. So... I pulled together an outline, sat down with one person, I got feedback on the outline. You've got to start with somebody, you know, to get some feedback that says, hey, this is a good idea, and here you might say this over there and, you know, move this paint there. So you you get somebody to kind of collaborate with. Then I didn't type very well, Rick. Back then, (laughs) I type a lot better these days. And if anybody's got a typing problem, do this. Get the Nuance software, Dragon Naturally Speaking. It is amazing. I use it to this day. You basically, you know, train it to listen to your voice, and you talk, and it types. So don't worry about writing your book. Talk it. It was an amazing tool. I put out the first hundred pages that way as a rough draft. Got it refined with an editor, and then published it in 1998. So that was my path. It made it so much easier to get my ideas out and on paper. And then the editor helps you shape it and organize it. So talk it through, but go ahead and get it done because. No one else is going to write your book.
1: Right. And Tom Crane is our guest, and we're talking about his book, The Heart of Coaching, which is in its fourth edition now since the since you first published it. You know, I, I guess, Tom, I have to ask, over the years, what have you learned about the concept of transformational coaching that you didn't know prior to publishing the book when you first published it?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. Well, uh, number one, I, I, I've gotten even clearer on what I think transformational means it means to become different than you are so that you don't go back you know like the butterfly transforms from the pupa to the butterfly because it can't go backwards it has to go forward uh, and and so what we do is in transformational conversations we help people understand and think and give them feedback on their thinking their beliefs their assumptions the way they make interpretations if you want to help somebody transform We've deepened our work around understanding their belief systems, helping them understand their own way of thinking so that they can choose different thoughts. That makes it transformational. That makes it a change which likely uh, will not go back and regress. So I've learned that to do this work is is deep, personal, introspective work. Number two, it's rare. Not everybody's ready to do this or excited about doing it, but uh, those that want to reflect and own their own results and be willing to grow as a human being – Those are the ones that really grab onto this idea of transformational coaching and they they make it work for them in their life.
1: You know, Tom, one of the things you said in the previous segment, which I think is critical, which is getting the executive buy-in for this program, kind of the tone at the top concept, because I I can see that this has to be fully embraced by the leadership of of a company or corporation to really have a chance at taking hold and staying in place.
2: You got it right. That's that's exactly the benefit of all my experience. It's, it's, it needs to be a leader-led process. Uh, you can't delegate this thing. You know, go create a coaching culture, and then uh, you know, tell me when you're done. No, <laughs> that's your job, Mr. CEO or Mrs. CEO and leadership team, to really make that happen together. Model away, become practitioners of this process we call coaching.
1: Yeah, I would think. And maybe I'm wrong, tell me, Tom, but my sense of listening and learning from you through your book and your your talk and here today on Critical Mass Radio Show is that, that for a period of time, an organization might be culturally uncomfortable learning these new skills and changing their behavior. And there is probably a chance that if it isn't fully supported and endorsed, it, it, people can regress, that it isn't transformational, it's temporary.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's true. And, of course, the last thing we want this to become is another flavor of the month program, right? Right. Uh, we want it to really stick. You want it to, to be, uh, what, embedded in the fabric of the culture. When it's part of our culture, which only takes maybe six months to have it begin to stick, people can say, oh, this is making a difference. We have people practice uh, paying attention to the successes they have with coaching conversations they're taught how to hold to enhance the way they're doing coaching. And when they can start to share success stories with one another across the business, up and down, it picks up and it, it builds momentum. So it helps it gain traction just because people can say, "Here's how coaching is moving the needle. It's making our customer relationships better. It's opening up trust. we we've taken cost out of a project. We've reduced cycle time. We're getting better. We've we were, you know increased our sales. All and reduced cost." All those things that are really important to a business, they do because they're able to sit down and better talk about it to create that kind of a change.
1: It sounds like this practice of transformational coaching can really help a company with their employee engagement as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Coaching is truly an engagement uh, uh, practice. You know, there's no way to hide. There's no place to hide. You can't. Uh, so it causes you to engage because you sit eyeball to eyeball and you share feedback. I see this, Rick. What do you see? Oh yeah, let's talk and listen, and just really understand one another. uh, Which, for a lot of folks, is hard to do, and it's uh, it's such just a much needed skill given the pace and tempo and uncertain times these days. It really is a is a core skill everybody. Uh, when when they have it, they, they, they appreciate it, and when they don't have it, they really miss it.
1: Well, that sort of leads me to my uh, next-to-last question for you, Tama. You've been doing this long enough that you've you have probably seen employees, executives at one firm that you helped to establish transformational coaching and go to another company, and they, they probably miss or see how different that culture is based on the fact that they don't have the tenets of the heart of coaching. Yes.
2: Yes, I have. Uh, people have gone. Uh, people have. Uh, when, sometimes when they leave a company, they'll they'll they'll, they'll bring me with them. So we take them. You know, go to their new company with them. Right. Uh, one of the one of the proudest uh, quotes I have from a CEO of a of a uh, midwestern bank. Uh, it's on my website. Uh, it's Chemical Bank in Michigan. Uh, here's the CEO's quote: The heart of coaching has become a game changing event within our organization. Through the specialized training, I believe we're solidifying the components of trust respect, engagement, and communication that are integral attributes of a high-performing team. Wow. Did they work with that organization for a couple, three years? It was leader-led. We started at the top first. And, you know, to get a CEO to come back and say, this is a game-changer, that just is so validating and wonderful to hear. It really is. makes makes my life... uh, um Much more uh, rich and
1: rewarding, I would think.
2: Great and rewarding, absolutely.
1: Okay, Tom Crane, if someone wants to learn more about you, your coaching practice, your book, the heart of coaching, how do they find you online, sir?
2: Well, yeah, the website, thank you is uh, of course the www, and then Crane consulting consulting.. The book is there. You can click on it and buy that off of there. Of course, it's available on Amazon as well. Uh, but uh, I, I've really tailored a website that's really an online brochure. There's a lot of information about the consulting practice I have and the way I do different things, but it's all at craneconsulting.com.
1: Well, I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I've been excited to have you on the show since I met you and heard you speak and, and read your book. So, Tom, thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome to the critical mass community and continued success this year making a difference in companies and their culture.
2: Fantastic, Rick. Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much.
1: All right. Have a good day.
2: H- Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies Bye-bye. and gentlemen. I'd love to thank our advertisers: Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Sunup Group, and T and Company. Our engineer for today's show is none other than Paul Roberts. Our producer is Joan Park, and I am your host, Rick Francie If you'd like to learn more about the radio show and my firm, visit our website, Critical Mass Four, which is spelled out F or business.com critical mass for business.com until the next show. I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to critical mass radio show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi,